What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Tuesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, and I am your host, Joe Orico. You can hit me up over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. Specifically, go ahead and follow EthosFantasyBB. That's where all of our content will be posted out from throughout this offseason heading into next year. The shows starting yesterday, they're going to be posted out from that account. I'm, I'm going to share them out on my own account, but EthosFantasyBB is where all of our stuff will be directly posted from. Now, the rankings. I've talked about my rankings these last few days. There are going to be a couple more days, and I was talking yesterday with our editor, Steven Vitovich, who I did our live, our first live NBA show for the year uh, for premium subs. We did a weekly, we're doing a weekly lineup show. We did it yesterday when I was talking with Steve before and after, and he's got a couple things going on these next couple days. So he told me to take my time with the, uh, with the rankings. He's not going to be able to get to them anyway. So I'm going to take an extra day or two here, you know, maybe tinker with one or two more things, uh, you know, edit some write-ups, and then they will be out 100% guarantee this week by uh, the absolute latest Friday, but it should be Thursday. So my apologies there. I mean, I know there's nothing you can really do with these rankings at the moment anyway. It's more just for fun, but I did promise them earlier in the week and it's been delayed. So my apologies there. 100% you guys will have them this week. But I mean, go check out the Discord if you want to see. Um, I posted up the first 25, which there's been one or two little changes in. But I posted the top 25 on the Discord. If you're in our Discord already, you can go check those out. If not, send me a DM and we'll get you added up in there. But we are going to continue with our next position today. We are going to be starting third base. Another kind of tricky position. I know we just got through a tricky one in second base where, I mean, it's, it's very hard to gauge value year in, year out on second baseman. Uh, it, it, you know, you kind of, even if you take an elite second baseman, it, it might not work out. I mean, a lot of positions, it's the same kind of thing. But you take one of those top-tier shortstop or outfielders or even first baseman or pitchers, you're, you're a little more confident than in second base. Third base, similar kind of story. There are some very talented players atop the list, and we're going to get into Today will be dedicated to the elite, the top five or six third basemen. We're going to talk about them, where they were being drafted last year, and where I expect them to go this year. Now, these guys we're going to talk about today, there's not going to be so much doubt as to their fantasy relevance going forward. Once we get down, I'm typically going to do three shows per position. Once we get into the third show, that's when we start to get into more of our deeper league guys, sleepers perhaps. But right now, we are going to start off with the cream of the crop. And that, this year, every year recently, really, has been Jose Ramirez. The dude is wonderful. I mean, I was really hoping the Jays were going to get him in the offseason. It was talked about quite a bit. I thought it was going to happen, really. I truly thought he was going to be a Blue Jay. And then he re-signed on that really team-friendly contract in Cleveland. It was heartbreaking. But we got Matt Chapman. It was okay. Jose Ramirez stayed in Cleveland, and he had a fantastic season. Granted, not even as great down the stretch, and he still put up. He was a sixth-ranked fantasy player. And that was, with a, like for his standards, a subpar second half. 90 runs, 29 dingers, 126 RBIs, 20 steals, and a 280 batting average. Jose Ramirez, over on Yahoo, was pick 4.6. And over on the NFBC... 3.7. He was a consensus top five pick. He will be a consensus top five pick again next year. Not really much doubt in my mind about that one. And I'll give you a little spoiler for the rankings. Um, I, he's ranked right now at number two for me. I think there's a little bit of wiggle room in the top four or five maybe. But as of right now, I have Jose Ramirez ranked as the number one third baseman for next year. He was the number one third baseman this year. And going forward, uh, there's really no concern for me about his fantasy game. Second half of the year, he wasn't quite as strong, but he started off like crazy hot. Uh, the first month of the year, he was ridiculous. So, I mean, it was it was bound to come down to earth a little bit. Nothing that you're obviously going to be any kind of concerned about in terms of Jose Ramirez. Now, he's 30 years old now. 
Maybe some people will say he's a little bit worried about that. I don't love it. I mean, I don't love it going forward year after year for the amount of steals he's going to have. I mean, it's still fine this year. He had 20 stolen bases, but maybe he starts to slow down a little bit there. He's bounced around for steals in his career. He's been here. Let me just read them out to you guys. Went from 10, 10, 22, 17, 34, 24, and then 10 in the short year, 27, and then 20. So anywhere in the, like the 15 to 25 range, I think is pretty acceptable around 30 home runs. Around 100 runs, around 100 RBIs. The dude is excellent. He hits for a high batting average. So, uh, yeah, Jose Ramirez is about as safe of a draft pick as you're going to be able to make for next season. And he's at a weak position here in third base. So, I mean, if the argument at the number one overall pick for you, and I think for me right now, I think it's Trey Turner. I still think Trey Turner is the number one player. Number two, I have Jose Ramirez. Now, if you're somebody who's... It depends on your on your mindset. If you think you can get yourself a shortstop later down the draft because it's a, a more crowded position, which it is, then maybe you're going to take Jose Ramirez if you have the first pick and take care of a harder position. Totally understandable, and I think it makes some sense. I still think Trey Turner is a more safe bet to have fantasy value. I think he is the highest floor of any player in baseball for fantasy. So I'd probably still recommend taking him first. Now he's going to lose that second base eligibility uh, next year. So that's kind of sucks for Trey Turner. So I think that there's a decent chance that we're going to see um, Jose Ramirez go as the number one pick in some drafts. And I, I don't think that that's crazy by any stretch. I think that that's totally, uh, totally acceptable. And I just wanted to double check here real quick. Yeah, Trey Turner didn't play any games at second base. So you're getting Trey Turner at shortstop alone or Jose Ramirez at third base alone. For a lot of people, those are going to be your two choices. I don't think it's crazy to say you'd want to go with uh, with Ramirez there. But let's move on. Let's talk about our next player, and that's Manny Machado. So Let's start off with the ADP here for him at first. So 24 over on Yahoo and on the NFBC, 22.3. We're looking at the same general kind of range. He finished off the year as the eighth-ranked player, Manny Machado. Even down the stretch, he wasn't maybe quite as hot as we would have wanted, specifically with the steals. I mean, uh, everything else was was pretty fine. It was the steals for me. I would have liked to see more than nine, but uh, it's hard to really find a complaint for his season. 100 runs, 102 RBIs. Whenever you can go to 100 to 100, that's obviously phenomenal 32 homers a 298 batting average and like we said nine stolen bases for Manny Machado he's going to be a pretty big target of mine going into next year now he's going to be drafted probably end of the first round I think where I have him ranked as end of the first round I don't want to give too too much away but I I, roughly there uh, end of the first round in 12 teamers is where I think he's probably going to go even if he doesn't steal that many bases and it is obviously you know it's a small complaint when he's doing everything else he's doing. I would hope for maybe, you know, 12, 15 steals, but he's going to give you 30, 100, and 100 probably. He's going to have a whole season of Juan Soto, who I'm assuming is going to bounce back. I mean, even when he did this year, Juan Soto wasn't that bad, but comparatively speaking to what we're used to, it wasn't great. And then we get Fernando Tatis Jr. And every game we see the Padres win in the playoffs, every game they play is just a bonus for people who, you know, I mean, if you have Tatis and Dynasty, or if you're hoping to take a shot on him at a slight discount, maybe uh, in redraft next year, that discount is slowly going away. Uh, his rankings are going to just keep going up and up. But as of right now, Machado looks to be in an incredibly safe spot for fantasy value. I, I don't see any reason why he'd need to be any lower than 10th or 12th. Maybe some people are going to, you know, if he falls in the second round, I think that that's an excellent second round pick there. I think that Ramirez and Machado are the cream of the crop here for third base. I think that once you get past them, there's a slight little fall off into guys who we'll talk about in a second. 
And I just want to, you know, before we get into our next third baseman, I just want to say, if you guys have missed any of these shows these last couple of days, these last couple of weeks, really, we're not diving so deep. This is more of a relaxing surface level kind of look at what guys did this season, where they were being drafted heading into the year, and what we think that that play in season did to impact where they're going to go in drafts next season. This isn't time for us to dig in so much with the advanced stats. We'll do a little bit here and there. We'll talk about some things. But we'll, those will be closer to next season when we'll really, really start to deep dive. Throughout the offseason here and there as well. But in case some of you are wondering like why we're not going deep, deep into advanced numbers, we're just trying to, you know, the season, it was a long season. It's just ended a couple of weeks ago. Not trying to get so, so hard into the data that you guys probably aren't going to remember anyway. And I mean, even with ADP data, when I throw it out there, he was drafted 17th on this site, 21st on this site. I expect him to go 14th. You're not going to remember all that stuff. But just generally getting a sense of if people are high or low on guys heading into next year. Obviously, some opinions will change. But I just, I'm just trying to get that off once a show here right now. Because I know there will be maybe one or two people you know, new hopping into the show and say, this guy's not throwing any advanced stats out. He's not throwing any you know, hard-hitting CSW, hard-hit percentages, walk-to-strikeout rate, things like that. We've done that a lot throughout the season. We've done it sprinkled in here a little bit, but that's more uh, for for draft prep heading into next season. Right now, we're just looking at general overviews of players. And, you know, just to wrap up again once more on that top tier, it's going to be Ramirez and Machado for me, and then I think it'll be followed up by Bobby Witt Jr. And he split time last season between third and shortstop, 55 games at third, 98 at shortstop. So you could technically group him in either one Uh, i'm gonna throw him here in the third base show because i mean it's not what i've been doing here it's breaking with my with my routine uh focusing mainly on the guys and their primary positions but the shortstop is very crowded we'll throw bobby witt in here with the third baseman and i think bobby witt is probably likely to go somewhere at the beginning of round two for next season i currently have him i'll throw another number out there i have him at 19 right now i know some people will have him a little bit higher maybe some people have him a little bit lower I think 19 feels just about right for Bobby Witt. He finished up this season 46th overall, assuming that he'll jump a little bit next year. I I think that that's probably fair. Maybe even 19 is a touch high, but I've seen some people put him uh, inside the top 15 for for drafts for next season. I've seen some people, you know, that early uh, draft champions that Rob DiPietro did, I guess it would have been two months ago now. I believe Bobby Witt was at the end of the first round, like pick 14 or 15. So he's going to be going pretty damn high. You can understand why. 82 runs this season, 20 homers, 80 RBIs, 30 steals, and a 254 batting average for Bobby Witt. He was fantastic. And Bobby Witt, if we're just going to pull up ADP out of here, see, this is what happens. I had the ADP, and now it popped away. 81 over on the NFBC. And over on Yahoo, he was 101st. We kind of knew heading into the season that he was going to have, you know, it was still kind of a ballsy ADP for someone we had no real knowledge of what was going to happen. We never really know what's going to happen. We've seen it with Kellenic these last couple of years. Specifically, he's the one that always comes to mind. Uh, sorry, Eric Cross, if you are listening. I hate to bring up uh, Jared Kellenic, but it, he's the best example, you know. Kalanick has been so brutal after being so highly touted. If you looked at prospect rankings a year or two ago, he was number one, and then you'd see, you know, Julio two, Witt three, however it was ranged. So there's not always that certainty when the guys are coming into the league, but he was being drafted, you know, 100th or higher. People were pretty certain. I know if you if you did invest in him around there, you were very happy, obviously. 20 homers, 30 steals, good other counting stats. Now next year, I think probably second round value can be expected from Bobby Witt. We'll see guys like MJ Melendez hopefully take a step forward. Vinny Pasquantino, I'm hoping, takes a big step forward. Uh, you know, Sal Perez hopefully stays healthy. Nick Prado maybe takes another bit of a step forward. 
I'm liking the Royals in general as a lineup for fantasy next year. Not all of them, obviously, but there will be some guys like MJ Melendez I'm going to be really big on. Vinny P I'm going to be pretty big on. And Bobby Witt here. I think if you're getting him somewhere middle of the second round, he should be able to return that value and then some. Let's talk about Austin Riley. I think that he kind of fits into this next group as well. And, you know, he finished higher than Bobby Witt this season. He plays on a better team than Bobby Witt, so maybe it's crazy to have him ranked below Bobby Witt. I think right now, I have him ranked right now, and I'm just, you know, throwing some of these away. Um, but it's okay, because I've, I've kind of delayed on these rankings, so I'll throw some away at you guys here. I have Austin Riley at 41 for next season as of right now. He was 33rd this season. I think it's fairly reasonable to expect something similar. Now, he doesn't give you really any stolen bases. He had two this year. Batting average fell a little bit from 300 to or 303 to 273. I mean, I'm really hoping we don't see that same trajectory continue and go down to maybe 250 or something. That would not be great. But, I mean, he gives you really, really solid production in three categories. Runs, homers, and RBIs are are all but elite, really. I mean, that is those are elite numbers. 90, 38, and 93. Even a 273 average is kind of hard to complain about. But, I mean, when you're coming from 300, I guess it's not that hard to complain about. Austin Riley... Another thing here is that the Braves lineup, I think it's honestly comparable to the Dodgers lineup in terms of how great they are. In terms of the production, fantasy-wise, you can expect from 1 through 9 in the lineup. Not to say that there are going to be 9 relevant fantasy players on each team, but you're looking at like 7. And it's and that's crazy. And a guy like Austin Riley, who has a secure spot, batting in the middle of that order, probably going to be the locked in as the third or fourth hitter for the next several years there in Atlanta. I can't even remember the contracts. They've handed out... So many freaking contracts that are also amazing deals uh, as well. Shout out Alex Anthopoulos. It's hard to say. Uh, I can't remember. Let me just look it up, actually, how much he's making. But he is going to be, for sure, their third baseman of the future. Slotted in the middle of that excellent lineup. And you know, no question, again, about him having fantasy value heading into next year. Um, has Riley actually... Is, maybe he hasn't signed one of those big extensions, or has he? Mm, no, he has signed one of them. Uh, Austin Riley, da, 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 what was the contract here? 10 years, 212. I didn't think they gave him that much, but wow. It's honestly been very hard to keep track of how much they've given everybody. They've signed, I think, six guys to extensions over the last year or so. Uh, but, you know, 10 to 12, it's probably even even that he might have been able to get more on the open market. But Alex Anthopoulos is an absolute wizard. Anyway, back to the fantasy Austin Riley should be uh, a very safe pick somewhere in the third-ish round. He was 53rd on the NFBC this year, and he was over on Yahoo 44. So, yeah, I think he'll probably go somewhere late third, uh, early fourth round, and that, uh, that would make a lot of sense to me if he's going in that range. Three-plus categories, three-and-a-half categories for late third, early fourth, I think that makes a hell of a lot of sense with Austin Riley. Let's talk about Nolan Arenado. I really like Nolan Arenado. I don't think that I'm as high on him as some people are for fantasy. I think he's really good. I mean, 38th this season, 44th last season. You know what you're getting. You're getting 30 and 100 with, you know, probably a 270, 280 kind of batting average. He was 293 this year. The runs were not great for a guy playing in St. Louis. 73, it's not bad, but it's definitely not what you would have been hoping for. Uh, You would have probably thought you'd be in for closer to 100 maybe I mean he had 81 last year maybe 100 is kind of pushing it but in that kind of lineup I mean it wouldn't be shocking he used to do it every year in Colorado Eh, I don't know Nolan Arenado though back to the main point so he's 30 home runs he's 100 RBIs he's gonna be somewhere in the 270 call it range 280 kind of range 
I think, first of all, I'll tell you where I got him for next year, 46. I have him pretty close into that range with Austin Riley. I think that he's just about in that same breath. Maybe I'd put him a little bit below Riley if I'm just, you know, talking about it right now. I think part of it is my worry that Paul Goldschmidt might not be exactly the same player and just the depth of the lineups in general. Not that St. Louis is a slouch lineup by any stretch, but I think I'm a little more confident that the Braves are going to have more fantasy value, more counting stats in that lineup. Arenado was 71st pick on the NFBC, and over on Yahoo, he was 52nd. Yeah, I think that he'll probably go a little bit higher next year because the batting average went up, everything else about the same. He did steal five bases, but I don't think we can expect too, too many steals from him going forward. That was actually the most that he'd ever had in his career, five steals. Never had more than three in any other season, so... You know, maybe he's able to give you three or four again next season. That would be great. No real worries here. And that's kind of a common theme with all these guys. They're all very safe draft picks. This is the elite tier. I know I've separated them out into their own little tiers. But Ramirez, Machado, Riley, Arenado, Bobby Witt, these guys are all in the elite group of third basemen for me. And I'll throw another guy in there as well into that group. And it's going to be Rafael Devers. Not that he was so great this season. He was 44th overall. Uh, 27 homers, 88 RBIs, 84 runs, and three steals. Now, he went down across the board except for batting average. Batting average ticked up a little bit, but 17 less runs, 11 less homers. Uh, We had 25 less RBIs and two fewer steals. That's not great from Rafael Devers, especially considering where he's being drafted. I mean, hard to say he disappointed as the 44th overall player, but he was being drafted 14th on the NFBC, and he was being drafted 15th on Yahoo. He's going to fall down a little bit in terms of his price for next season. I have him at 38 right now. I think maybe he's going to push up a little bit. I think that that's generally right, though. I mean, what we even we don't really know what the Red Sox are going to be next season. We know that the Red Sox are constantly in turmoil, it seems, over the last year or so. Uh, locker room stuff. Um, I mean, not really locker room stuff. I guess it was more just like the Chris Sale thing is sticking in my head, him losing his temper. I don't know if that really extends to the rest of the team necessarily. But you got guys like Xander Bogarts who could be out of town. J.D. Martinez, JD Martinez is likely to not come back. Devers, maybe he comes back. Maybe they trade him. Like I, I really don't know exactly what they're going to do with Rafael Devers, which is why maybe I'm a little bit more cautiously predicting him for next year. You know, early fourth round, I think, if you can get him there, that would be really good. Maybe late third. Uh, and maybe, you know, people will, will forget about this season. They'll throw it away, and they'll pick him in the second round where they did again last year. I wouldn't be doing it. I don't think that there's as much certainty around him as there are guys like Austin Riley, like Machado, obviously like Ramirez, and even Arenado. I think I'd feel like just as confident drafting uh, Arenado, even though I have Arenado a few spots below him. Uh, I, I, Devers is a more exciting player. I, I think I'd feel just as confident in drafting Nolan Arenado next year, considering situation. Devers might find himself on a rebuilding team, and that would be really bad he was already on a last place team this year and we saw the stats suffer for it if the team gets worse it's hard to project that Devers will in turn get better next season just in terms of you know because he's going to hit his home runs he's going to hit 20 some odd maybe 30 he's going to hit in the 270 280 range it just really comes down to how many runs and how many RBIs you're going to leave on the table and this year compared with last year combined you left 42 RBIs on the table with Devers so if that can if he continues to chip away at that if those numbers continue to go down a little bit it's not going to be good, and I think it all comes down to what the Red Sox decide to do. They might say, you know what, no, we're going we're gonna to invest in some free agents, we'll bring back Bogarts, blah, 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 and we're going to try and succeed. Then I'd have a lot more confidence going into next year, but as of right now, 
I'm probably a little bit lower on him than than the general consensus would be. Anyway, let's talk about Alex Bregman. I think he'll be our last guy for today. We'll do more of a shorter show today, and then we will do a bit of a, a longer one tomorrow. So Alex Bregman, he, I mean, he suffered BABIP-wise, so it's hard to really look at this year and say, you know, this is, this is what's going to expect next year. Especially the 259, I think he can push up closer to 300. But 93 runs, 23 homers, 93 RBIs, and one stolen base for Alex Bregman. Definitely wasn't fantastic. I mean, he was 68th pick over on Yahoo and over on the NFBC, 88. Now, he is not in my top 50. <clears throat> He's probably going to be somewhere in the 70 range. And I think that's probably fine to project him there. He is a fairly safe option to return this kind of value as kind of a boring... Uh, end of the top 100 kind of player. If he's going to be, you know, last year 68, this year 74, although that last year ranking on the Yahoo app might be a little bit skewed. I th- eh, may, might be wrong. And I, I'm honestly looking at it, I feel this something feels wrong about that. I don't know if that's particularly correct. But this year for sure, he was the 74th ranked player. I think he is fairly safe as well just because of the lineup that he's in. There's a lot of protection there with guys like Tucker and Alvarez and Altuve. The counting stats will be there. If he's healthy, it should be fine. Now, he dealt with one of the worst BABIPs in all of baseball, and I I know I've said the last couple of days, I'm going to stay away from the advanced stats mostly for these next couple of days, but I do want to bring that up because it was atrocious, and I don't even think it ended the year you know, that much better. I think that he did pick it up down the stretch here. Uh, forgive me, guys. I'm just whipping out the fan tracks page, and it is delaying here. Uh, here we go. BABIP this year was 260. He's a 285 BABIP guy for the career, so he pushes that back up a little bit next year. And maybe that 260 average goes back up to, I don't know, maybe 275, 280. I don't think that that's crazy. He's batted 296 before. Granted, that was in 2019, but he's also batted, you know, 286, 284. Generally, he's in that kind of range. I think that he's someone who is also going to be a pretty damn safe draft pick uh, heading into next season. Think 70 makes sense. Maybe he pushes down a little bit farther because people are kind of just, you know, he's he doesn't really shine on your fantasy teams. He's kind of just, you know, gets the job done. 93 runs and 93 RBIs for him this year was pretty quiet. 23 homers this year. It was it all felt very quiet from Alex Bregman. He was not somebody who was talked about a hell of a lot. He was just kind of there doing what he does. 550 at bats. I honestly would have thought he missed more time than that. And I think it's just because he doesn't he didn't play up to the level that we know he can play. So next year, if you're gonna be getting him somewhere in round six, seven, eight kind of range, I know that's kind of broad, but we're still very early here. I think that that's where I would generally feel pretty happy uh, picking Alex Bregman for next season. Guys, bit of a shorter show today. We're gonna pick it up with a longer one tomorrow. We will get into more of these third basemen. That group today are all the guys that I feel really confident in drafting next season. I mean, varying degrees, obviously. Jose Ramirez, more so than I would feel drafting Bregman, obviously. But I think all these guys, they make up the the top tier of third baseman. You you know, I I think if you have any of them, you're going to be pretty happy. They're going to stay on your team the whole year, barring injury. And I think that as a whole... No, none of the guys who are in the groups below really have so much of a chance to to overtake them here. We always see one or two surprises. Someone will bounce from, you know, post 200, 250 ADP and jump up into the top rounds, first five, seven rounds kind of thing. Maybe it'll be a third baseman next year. As of right now, though, the way that I'm looking at this, the way I have them <clears throat> projected, I think that these guys will be your elite grouping. There's another guy in here based on rankings for this year. It was Brandon Drury. I'm not going to put him in that group. 
not going to – we'll talk about him. Not going to be in that same kind of elite tier next season, though. He'll definitely be pushed down uh, into tomorrow's show. So, guys, we will leave it there. Before I let you guys go, I want to remind you to go follow Ethos Fantasy BB and BK. Basketball right now specifically is going to be really key for you guys. Constant updates being posted out on that account. You get not just the updates, you get analysis, you get sources, you get all the news you need to keep up with basketball and fantasy basketball. So go follow Ethos Fantasy BK and Ethos Fantasy BB. Those are our basketball and our baseball feeds. Guys, we will pick this up again tomorrow with our second grouping of third basemen. Until then, leave a five-star on the show, download, subscribe, and do all that good stuff. See you tomorrow, guys. Cheers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.